Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us, those weekend golf guys. I know you've been waiting all week. Sit down, relax, stick with us for about an hour or so. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith. And the golf back to the golf cave, finally, in the uh Yes, sir. Comfortable confines of the Gulf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course. And what we're going to talk today about is cleanliness. You know, it has been said that cleanliness is next to godliness. Godlike is next to godliness. Look it up. But you have berated me on many an occasion for That's the fun. <laughs> for for the um, how we say the uh, the the appearance of my irons. Oh, you mean the fact that you like that. Cake of mud on them? <laughs> it's that well-used look I'm going for. I call these the brownies. <laughs> Most people call them irons. John calls them brownies. I mean, it's tough, man. I don't have some guy walking next to me with a, a wet rag who cleans the head of my club every time I hit it. I ball with it. Look, those guys don't cost that much money. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they cost a lot more than I got, man. But ten percent, and they're and they're not available everywhere we play because of this COVID thing. the The ball washers have been taken down for one reason or another. There's not always, a, unless it's rained recently, there's not always a, a, a an available pool of water to rinse the head of your irons in after you use them. And even if you do have towels, and and many of us have towels hanging on both sides of our bag, multiple towels, you can't clean the mud off of a head of a club with just a dry towel. So you're saying you're not going to lick them? Uh, yeah, that, that is one thing I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> okay. I have cleaned well, many fair, a golf club and many a golf ball with coffee, okay? Because it's the only thing I had liquid. You know, well, the beer costs too much, so I'm not going to use that. Look, just wait a few <laughs> minutes. There'll be a lake real close to your golf cart anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ye of little faith. I appreciate the uh, sentiment there, buddy. Uh, well, so try to make it easy. So we're just going to talk about the hows and the whys and the wherefores, not only of uh, of keeping everything clean, but why it's important. Okay, and then the techniques of how to make sure it's doing. And we've got a guy coming on in a little bit with a with a gizmo and a gadget to help you along there, which probably everybody's going to want want to run out and get so we will be right back we'll start talking about that we are those weekend golf guys so you should hang with us yeah that's a good idea don't no, right there okay get comfortable we'll be right back stunning you don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the pete Dye and donald ross courses at french lake resort our hotel and golf packages are the way to go Add the casino and spas, and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-1451. That's 800-705-1451. Again, 800-705-1451. 
800-705-4051. And thanks for hanging with us. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is the rules dude. And he's the one that will tell you, even if you're sitting in the middle of the fairway with this humongous lump of gunk on your ball going, ah, 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 don't touch that. Play it as it lies, buddy. Basic yeah. rule of the game. Sorry about your luck there, pal. <laughs> right? Stinks to be you. <laughs> is it possible to predict how, let's say, a, a little clump of mud on your ball is going to affect the flight of that ball to make the arrangements for aiming and for other things can you predict what's going to happen? Well, to, to get a little bit more than a simple yes or no answer. Uh, uh, don't throw out this it depends thing on me again. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it's very unpredictable. Okay. Okay. How's that? <laughs> it depends. I got you. Okay. Are the factors in which upon it becomes unpredictable. We don't know the density of the mud. We don't know the weight of the mud. But when we see mud on the side of our ball, it's going to have a hard time staying straight don't you think it would yes it would have a hard time spinning the the top of the golf ball and you hit it pretty squarely it'll probably spin a little less probably won't climb as high but it probably won't spin as much side to side okay but let's say the mud is on the side of a ball Mm -hmm. you're going to have a hard time keeping that sucker going straight unless of course that mud is like easily dislodged and you might smack the ball so hard that the ball that the mud doesn't really stick to it upon impact of the club right so those are the unpredictability factors so it depends okay even even if it's not let's say you do smack it hard enough for the glob or the chunk or whatever yeah. you want to call it to fall off the fact that some of the dimples are still no longer dimples because yeah. they've got stuff sure, in it, it that that affects the flight of the ball too wouldn't it sure it does so it's just a matter of hoping right that you strike it as well as you can strike it and negate as much of the mud on the side of the golf ball and the dimples that are full of mud factors and you can override that with a good solid strike but you're right those things are factors so i would rather that the people who write the rules (laughs) let us clean our ball anytime we want to but they don't i know I mean, what's it to them? What is it to them? Oh, because it's the play it as it lies thing, right? Which is the the general rule of golf, right? The big deal thing. Like, okay, can't, you know, because if you could pick up every ball, John, every single time the ball is anywhere, you could pick it up and clean it and put it right back down there. You ever think you'd get the same lie? You think you'd ever get the same scenario that you have to play golf out of? Of course you would, because we're oh, honest. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's what's really going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's the point. Where do you draw, if you're a rules guy, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to put on my USGA rules hat for a minute. Okay. It's an uncomfortable hat, but I'm going to wear it nonetheless. And you don't look real cool in it either, but go ahead. That's right. I could get a blue blazer, too, and make myself feel awfully <laughs> stuffy at the moment. But let's just say, for the sake of normal human reasoning, mm-hmm. that we have to make some sort of distinction okay. between allowing the free-for-all of allowing everybody to pick up their golf ball and clean it mm-hmm. and then place it back down, yeah. because that would be um, 
not in keeping with the rules of golf, as in one of the oldest traditions there is. Yeah, the, the prime directive, as it were. So to speak. Yes. yes. So where would one who's making these decisions, where would one make a distinction line? Right uh, you, there right now, there are some variables of when you can clean your ball on the green versus not on the green. Right. Well, you can clean a ball on the green anytime, can't you? That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. But not every time off the green can you clean it. Right. So right. there's a distinction there. Yeah. Which I don't because understand. Some point, you've reached the, the promised land, so to speak, mm-hmm. and the rules makers have said, okay, you've made it onto the green. You've, <laughs> you know, you've, you've navigated most of the trouble here. Now it's up to the smoothness of the green, and now you're allowed to clean your ball. Okay. So they've made a distinction there. Okay. But I'm not sure where else they could make a distinction. Right. Sometimes you go to play in these scrambles and say in, in, in some of these tournaments, they'll go lift, clean in place in your own fairway only. Uh-huh. <laughs> Awfully nice of them to say your own fairway. Oh, so if you hit it? it into someone else's fairway, you're stuck with whatever happens. Exactly. <laughs> you see, so there, there are these things, right? Because think about the, the ramifications of that. One guy's in the fairway and the other guy's six inches off the fairway and the six inches off the fairway is in a plugged little yeah. mud spot yeah but then that that rule of the you know we get to go the ball embedded in the fairway versus the ball embedded through the green which is outside the fairway right and mm-hmm. you go hmm mm-hmm. Ooh, what do i get to do here yeah so you know it's a tough call all the way around the usga and just does this to guarantee employment for some people don't they <laughs> it seems that way but the truth is is that the history of the game, right? As you've said, the prime directive, mm-hmm. play the ball as it lies, is one of the inherent challenges of the game. And at some point, you have to honor that above all those other possibilities. And even I, I'm going to take my rules official hat off now, mm-hmm. feel a little better about myself. Even I would love to just go out and pick my ball up and clean the thing off and never have to deal with that clump of mud on the ball anyway. Right. Which turns it into sort of golf. Doesn't turn it into golf because I'm really not adhering to the prime directive anymore. Okay. So to me, the play it as it lies thing is something that the USGA can't really mess with, much to my chagrin, because I'm the guy who rails against the divots in the fairway. Mm -hmm. I rail against that. Yes, you do. And I wish that the USGA would let me, as I've worked hard enough to hit fairways now, and my ball goes where I'm controlling it, and I, I get that, and I wind up getting in somebody else's hoof print. That is still the same scenario. Mm-hmm. And I understand, and oddly enough, you're going to hear this one time and one time only, that I respect them for upholding that. Okay. I don't like it. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. I but got you, man. I got you. It, that, right, is I have to understand that I want the rule changed because I think that the that that unfairly penalizes me, the guy who hits the fairway a lot. Yeah, it does. When they're giving other people a break on not playing it as it lies. Right. So they're already breaching the general prime directive here, aren't they, on the play it as it lies no matter what. Mm -hmm. But I understand why they're not going to do it on the lift, clean, and place everywhere you want to be thing because it's a definite slap in the face to the prime directive anyway. So how many times can they – Is it a – through the rules to alter the prime directive. Is is it a committee decision? Like if they're in a tournament, if it's been raining and the, it's sloppy and then 
the conditions are all muddy and stuff. Is there a committee that decides? Is there one guy who decides? There's a tournament committee, and it can okay. be a committee of one. Okay. So, Don, if you want to run your own tournament, gotcha. you get to alter a few things for that tournament where you say something along the lines of, Nana-nana-boo-boo, I'm the <laughs> guy, and I get to make the rules for the day. I'm Actually, you, know, you get to you get to make some of the exceptions to the rules as right. a rules committee guy. Right. Because there are committee decisions that are allowable under the USGA rules. Okay. And when the committee makes some decision that's not allowable under the USGA rules under those conditions, the USGA would then negate the results of said event. Right. For handicapping purposes and such. I got you. So then it's not really cool to just become your own committee and on the first tee, just look at your group and go, uh, hey, guys, just live clean in place and just have that be cool, right? Well, people do that, right? Of course they do. I mean, you know that happens. It happens every day. It probably <laughs> happens half the tea times that are out there. If they said it, if they actually voiced it. Even when the like sun's out. <laughs> Right. When the sun's out, oh, it's a day that ends in Y. Boys, we can roll the ground fairway today. It's a tough game, guys. Come on, anything to make it just a little a little easier for us poor chumps who are out there doing it without the proper preparation. All right? Wow. You just said proper preparation. That's like two P words. It's two P words, but it's not the P word. No, so, it's not. That's right. That's good. Not practice. I have, not ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, I have given you the thought without using the exact word. All right, let's talk about grooves when we come right back because grooves, groovy baby, uh, grooves are very important, I've heard. <laughs> Who knew? We are those weekend golf guys. We'll be right back. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5 golf club. You're still running your business on QuickBooks? QuickBooks? Well, it's more like quicksand. You know, the bigger your company grows, the faster you sink with outdated software that just can't keep up. And you know you want your company to grow as big as it can. Keep growing and growing and growing. So why are you using software you know you'll outgrow? You don't have time to spend dealing with manual processes like multiple systems delay, scrambling to get the numbers you need. You need to get on solid ground with NetSuite by Oracle. It's a scalable solution to run all of your key back office operations, no matter how big your company grows. That's what you're looking for. NetSuite helps you automate your key business processes. Close your books in a fraction of the time. Think days, not weeks. Right now, NetSuite's offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those who feel they're ready to graduate from QuickBooks. Head to NetSuite.com slash golfguys. That's special financing for you graduates at NetSuite.com slash golfguys. NetSuite.com slash golfguys. If you want a good cigar, you go to a good cigar shop. You want the best, you go to Famous Smoke Shop. Let us deliver your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest price. Famous started out as a small shop in New York City. Now we're putting our 80 years experience in the business to work making deals in the cigars you love. From wallet-friendly, everyday smokes to high-end luxury cigars to mark a lifetime achievement. Let us show you with this exclusive Famous offer. Go to FamousSmoke.com and pick from more than a 1,000 cigar brands, fresh and ready to 
ship from our client controlled 24,000 square foot humidor. Then check out with the promo code 24U. That's 20FORYU, and we'll take $20 off your order of $99 or more. Every purchase you make is backed by our famous freshness guarantee. Get real cigars from a real cigar shop and save $20 now with the promo code 24U. Ship direct to you from FamousSmoke.com. That's FamousSmoke.com. And thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. Jeff Smith out teaching folks to uh, play better golf. And, you know, we've been talking about how you play better if your stuff is clean. you got to get your grooves clean in the ball. And one of the things we were just talking with a rules guy from the USGA on um, where is the demarcation point when you can do lift clean in place for a ball on the course. And um, my co-host, who has... <laughs> It is a USGA rules official at times said that he prefers to play the kind of golf rules where you can clean it whenever you feel like you need to have Peter Bolander with us clean flight golf. And first off, Peter, thanks. So I want to say hello. Thanks for joining us here in those weekend golf guys. How you doing, man? I'll do great. Thanks very much for having me. It's our pleasure. Totally, man. Now, now the, the whole COVID thing, for some reason, the first thing, golf courses did is they put a plastic sheet in the middle of the golf cart. And the second thing they did is they removed all the ball washers. Right. Not sure why. Well, and the flags and, and the, the rakes and, you know, it, yeah. it's all touch, touch items, right? Yeah. They realized, uh, you know, not to be rude, but you know, a lot of guys, uh, the, the golf courses, they're also their washroom and, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the trees and whatever. So, yeah. yep. and, uh, I don't think they're washing too much, but yeah. those I've said this before, those golf uh, washing stations, uh, if you could only shine a blue light on them, I think we'd we'd be horrified. Yeah, yeah that, that and the sheets in the motel room you stayed in last night. You don't, yeah. want, you don't want to shine that light there either. Uh, but keeping keeping your ball clean, I mean, they engineers and scientists and physicists design golf balls with a specific number of dimples. And those dimples are there for a specific reason. And if you have the least bit of scuff or dirt, you've got some of those dimples not working anymore. So therefore your ball is not performing as it's supposed to. Would you agree with that statement? A hundred percent. As a matter of fact, we, we go a little bit further to say that uh, we're, we're shocked. Uh, now that we've got into this, I guess you, you start to think of things a little bit differently. And we realize how undereducated golfers are about that. Mm -hmm. and if, uh, Pro V1s. And uh, I don't know if I can mention a brand. Or sure. Not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Any kind of golf ball, golf balls are expensive. Yeah. And I I don't even hear this from the, the golfing companies, maybe in magazines. There's not enough said uh, because if you have a, a, a tire that's out of balance on your car, your car's going to run crooked. Mm -hmm. um, uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, checking and into golf balls and, and sort of understanding the science behind it. And we liken a dirty ball to a ball without uh, dimples in a sense. Mm -hmm. And, because you filled in the dimples, depending on how dirty it is, of sure. course. But a ball without dimples won't fly very far at all, and it'll go all, uh, you know, loopy. Mm -hmm. So those dimples are important, and the, the backside of the dimple gets pushed by the air and so forth. So a clean ball, we say, lowers score. Yeah. No. It is more apt to go where you want it to go. Right. You can control it better. Right. <laughs> That's the idea anyway. Yeah. I don't know how many golf balls I have cleaned out on a course using coffee. 
or maybe beer, although the beer's too expensive, the coffee I bring myself, you know? Well, strong coffee, I guess you could do that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you see guys who, who spit on the ball to get it clean and things like that, but you've got a gadget, or is it a gizmo? I'm not sure where the demarcation <laughs> line is there, but uh, that you just attach to your bag and you will always have clean golf balls. Right. Well, and we even look at it, uh, you mentioned about people licking their finger, and that's quite common on the greens. Uh, and you'll notice that more now, of course, if, because of this, that people are, they lick their thumb and they're cleaning the ball. But mm -hmm. a golf pro pointed out to me, he said, you know, they're licking pesticides. Right. <laughs> uh, which is maybe a, a, a small amount, not enough to, to hurt anything, I guess. But at the same time, uh, there's no golf ball washers close by. And so these are right there with you. You can clean it, have a fresh ball to put down and, and putt. Yeah. I do have, I've had some golfers that say, oh, yeah, I don't care about the rules. I'm going to use it in the fairway. Mm -hmm. uh, that's up to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, one of the discussions we just had is, is you know, is there a committee that decides on using right, when, when right. it's time to use lift, clean in place? And you got to force them. That's enough of a committee, man. You can make your own rules. You know, exactly. you do it, do it. You know, you know? we're not on the, the, the tour. So exactly. How, how long does it take? I mean, what, what is the procedure? Try to describe verbally, if you can, what, what this uh, clean flight golf piece of equipment actually is and what it does. Well, we, we went through a number, uh, actually about 15 or 16 prototypes. And uh, our big focus was that we, first of all, we wanted to make sure that this was a really dynamic unit. We didn't want to be able to see uh, the likes of the big guys come out and, and build a better product. Right. So we tried to make this the best. And, and part of that was the simplicity of it. We wanted to make sure that golfers could use it easily and uh, wasn't fiddly or anything like that and so it operates almost identically to uh, golf ball stations uh, in that you you unscrew it uh, this is radio so it's not going to help but the design of the unit is a hexagon which also is is important to how it washes but the top of it unscrews basically one turn so it's okay. one side it's not like you're screwing it down like you would a you know uh, a mason jar mm -hmm. so it, it comes off very easily and then you lift it up and you put the ball in and it's got about half filled with water and the tiniest, tiny little bit of soap. You plunge it just as many times you would uh, on the golf stations mm -hmm. and it comes out clean. Wipe it off. Fantastic. Is it okay with you if I take that video you sent me and put it up on our website so people can follow along and see exactly what we're talking about? Yeah, I can send you some better things than that, but sure. Sure. All right. Check out thoseweekendgolfguys.com to, to get the, the visual of what we're doing or the Facebook page at facebook.com slash golf guys. Cause I mean, it is basically self-explanatory, but the one question that, that you had, I know, and I had when I looked at this is why hasn't anybody done this before? Well, that's a mystery, but I think what it means now that the, the jig is up, so to speak, I mean, it's out there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see something. Uh, I, I will say that we really fast-tracked this. Uh, mm -hmm. We've been told that by a number of uh, organizations that, like, how did you do that? But because we're small and nimble, we were able to bypass all the red tape of a big company. Right. And uh, so we had a small team of people who were pretty smart, and we hired uh, some engineers and so forth. So we got it all done very, very quickly. I think if somebody were to come out with something now, uh, it would take a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're here now. We're trying to steal the market. Uh, that's maybe a poor choice of words, but we're, we want to make sure that we 
uh, have a good fit footprint. We're, we're trying to build a brand. Right. And, well, the first, the first in, in, in any, uh, category is usually the, the one that rises to the top, unless the technology is stupid. It was put together badly and yours is not from what, uh, what I can surmise. Yeah. We, we've been told people are surprised actually when they get it, it's, it's more than they anticipated. Actually I had a distributor I was speaking to, uh, today and, and he said, it's probably overbuilt. Yeah. Uh, so I don't agree, but it, there is a lot into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much does it weigh? Basically, is, is it going to be noticeably uh, pulling down your bag when, when you put it on? Or, Well, dry, it's under a pound. Okay. Uh, it's pretty light, but it's, it's about like a half of a uh, cup of water in the sense of, um, you know, one of those walking uh, water jugs you carry. Sure. It doesn't take a lot of water. So I would think you're under a pound and a half. It's pretty light. Yeah. Very cool. And, it, no. and you always you don't have to worry about uh, the flight of the ball, because, again, the, the conversation we had with Jeff in the last segment, you've got a speck of dirt on that ball. It may or may not come off when you hit it. It may or may not affect terribly the flight of that ball. And you have no way of knowing and you have no way of compensating with your aim or anything like that. So make sure it's clean before you hit it. <laughs> yeah, every every bit of uh, um, impedance that you can take out of play, uh, you know, levels your playing field, I think. And uh, we, we just, I'll say it again, a clean golf ball, lower score. Yep. Shameless self-promotion time, Peter. And it's Peter Bolander <laughs> with uh, Clean Flight Golf who, who's with us here. But somebody says, all right, this is the best idea since sliced bread. I want one of these. Um, where do they go? How do they see it? Well, uh, in the not too distant future, everywhere. But right now, uh, Amazon, <laughs> Shopify, uh, we're going to be on retail shelves and uh, just about everywhere we can. Cool. And is there cleanflightgolf.com place they can go to and see it? Yep. Cool. So, uh, that's our website, which is Shopify, and they can go on to Amazon as well. Fantastic. Peter Bolander. And um, what what behooved you guys to come up with this? Was it just, just on the golf course getting frustrated with – Dirty golf ball or? Uh, yeah, it's really it? that simple, uh, but it was more specific to a particular uh, day when, you know, it was early on when uh, COVID allowed us to uh, go out and golf and mm-hmm. they excavated a hole and there was a, a bunch of mucky balls there. So we were pulling them out and our hands were getting mucky and the bags were getting mucky. And I'm <laughs> like, what? How come nobody has, you know, we're without golf ball washers. What are we going to do? And it just sort of blossomed from an idea uh, and it grew up really quickly. So. What did you do before you became a golf ball washing magnate? Uh, well, I'm in the finance <laughs> business. Okay. Right. Oh, fantastic. I still am. All right. Fantastic. Peter Bolander, thanks for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. Clean flight golf is what it's called. It's a great idea, man. Thank you. Thank you very much for allowing us uh, to be on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, let me tell you uh, about something very cool that we're working on. It's called the Golf Cave Experience. It's a way for you and your normal group to uh, all come down to Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Spend a few hours being coached by Jeff Smith, the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. And when the coaching in the golf cave is done, your group will head out to the course and play 18 holes with Jeff and I. You and your group will have stories, stories of what y'all learned to do better from Jeff's expert tutelage, stories of how much better you scored out there on the course, and stories about the things that I swore everybody to secrecy about. And then, before the experience is officially over, you and your group will participate in a recording of that week's Those Weekend Golf Guys radio show. I mean, you need someone to tell the stories, right? 
So a few hours of coaching in the golf cave and on the practice tee, 18 holes with John and Jeff, lunch and a radio show to let you all show off how well you did to the world. The Golf Cave Experience. Get your foursome together and reserve your time now. Available days are going fast. For more information and to register, go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com slash experience and do it now before the chance is gone. thoseweekendgolfguys.com slash experience. Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt, here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nationwide wide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. Hey, we're back. Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Jeff, you've got guys who clean your clubs. I mean, that's their job, right? You come in off the course, and, and there are guys who just start to scrub in and yeah, spit you know, polish in. They work for and, tips, John. They yeah. work for tips. You know, right there at the you know the bag drop, and they even put your bag in the car for you, and you give them 10 bucks. And, and I love playing at those places. They are few and far between, however, where most of us get to go. So, How about this? So now what do we do? Break out, break out 10 bucks and pay it to your, the guy who you rode the cart with. Go, hey, I give you 10 bucks in my club. <laughs> He'll do it. <laughs> it's not few and far between there. No, you don't know the guys I played with, man. They wouldn't do it for less than 30. <laughs> <laughs> go to the assistant pro inside. Go hand him 10 bucks and go, hey, give you 10 bucks right now. You walk outside, clean my clubs, put them on my car. He'll snatch that $10 bill out of your hand and go, wow. And we'll have right there. We'll have doubled his take for the day. <laughs> I just say, that right there, you just doubled his hourly wage for sure. That's right. <laughs> like, hello. That's two minutes worth of thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, is it that is it that simple? I mean, it if, is that simple. A tenor will do it. Well, I, I know that, but you can't always find people to give 10 bucks to, you know, around. Um, again, it depends on the quality of club you're going to. You know, there are people like the guy in the group in front of you who you hit into four times in the course of a round. If you go, hey, buddy, we'll clean my clubs just 10 bucks. It's that's not going to work well. No, I one of those clubs may wind up somewhere you don't want it to be. You know, I think maybe where the sun don't shine. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I got a feeling, though, that that's not exactly a Dale Carnegie uh, course um, (laughs) thing to do right there. Yeah, Winning friends and influencing people is not the way to go there. Four times. That's a judgment there, John. <laughs> I think after the third, I think they're stopped giving you a pass. I but, think that sorry wave from the tee. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. I didn't know I could hit it that far. Yeah, that works and once. Come back, and they talk back to you and they go, hey, we're just right here. You don't have to yell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I like those those uh, computations done on the team, man. <laughs> Can I hit those guys? <laughs> yeah, right. And the other guys in your party going, are you kidding me? <laughs> They're in the fairway. <laughs> Uh, but let's get back to grooves, baby. All right. Uh, without having water available at all times, it's kind of difficult. Um, however, there are – I found a simple fix, man. A simple little miniature spray bottle. Fill it with water at the beginning of the round. You need to clean your club, spray the head, wipe it off. Viola, it's clean. Wow. You're a genius. I thought some, you were going to just say, like, dump some of your Coke on the face of the club or something. Well, I've done that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Keeping keeping the balls clean, keeping the clubs clean, the, the, the grooves is important. But but the question I have about grooves, they wear out, do they not? Yes, they do. do For you, those of us who hit the ball often enough in the middle of the face and hard enough, they definitely do. <laughs> Don't worry about it, John. That's what you're telling me, right? <laughs> well, I, I didn't quite say it that way. <laughs> guess if you take it that way, I suppose I did. It was <laughs> yeah, completely but, unintentional. Not. <laughs> Many of us have been able to accomplish a center face contact on a, a much more a, a continuous basis than we used to. And we're still playing with the same clubs. And you can, yeah, you can like actually. Now, it, it's, it's, it's a regular thing these days. You can tell the difference, man. You hit, you hit the ball. With with the the grooves working the way they're supposed to in the in the center of the face where you're supposed to, with like a seven iron, and you watch that ball hit the green, it's going to act differently than it does if you hit it not in the center of the face. And it's such a yeah. beautiful thing when it hits that green and it checks up and it stops and you go, ooh, I will be able to find my ball mark now because my ball has not run fifty yards away from where it hit the green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. You know, what's interesting, of course, I always tell my students, you know, let's talk about club face, right? Right. And I always tell them, all right, so touch the spot on the face. I, I hold the club up and I say, okay, touch the one spot on the face where you maximize your distance. And of course, they're always touching dead center in the middle of the face about four grooves up. Okay. And of course... They understand that's the maximum distance spot. And then, of course, I just say, and all those other spots you could have touched is a distance loss. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. I said, oh, yeah, by the way, I notice your clubs have grooves that are full of dirt. So that means your ball won't spin either. So not only are you going to lose distance, but you're not going to be able to get the ball up in the air to help you with trajectory and spin to stop it. Mm -hmm. I said, why don't you pay more attention to the center of the club face, not only because that's where you're going to hit it, but because you got to clean those grooves out so that way you can make sure that you can get some spin on it. Right. And now they understand it's all about the face. And then they get better. Yeah. I mean, it's a very yeah. simple concept, man. But once, once you learn to concentrate on that particular part and then concentrate on ways you have to manipulate yourself in order to more often than not, hit the ball with that particular spot on the face of the club. And you and I have had this discussion because of the way I'm built. <laughs> there, there are parts of my anatomy I haven't seen while looking straight down for a while now. Um, but one of the things I do is, is I don't set up to the ball with the center of the club face uh, at the ball. 
I, I set up, aim that way, and then pull the club back a little bit because I know that in my swing, the the club is going to wind up hitting the ball a little further away from my body than I had it when I set up to the ball. Right. Right. Because you have a, a swing that goes where your arms extend outward from your body down and out toward the golf ball, which mm-hmm. is a great thing, which means you shouldn't be lining the ball up at the beginning in the center of the face because then you're going to deliver a heel shot to it. Yeah, right. So that's why I had you start lining the ball up, normal, natural setup, but the ball was on the toe side of center. Yes. And all of a sudden you get more center. Yep. yep. So, and some people do the opposite where their arms actually get a little closer to their body. They sort of retract in mm-hmm. a little alligator arms scenario as they come in, right? <laughs> little T-Rex looking thing. <laughs> T-Rex looking thing where they're just coming in a little bit tighter. And you know what happens is then they tend to hit more on the toe. Right. And I tell them if their club is still moving straight through, which yours is and those people that I'm talking about still is moving mm-hmm. straight toward target. Well, then why don't you just start it a little bit heelish and then hit it in the center? And next thing you know, boom. Yep. I know. It seems like just a Band-Aid. But the truth is, is that it seems to work. And if it seems to work, why wouldn't it work for all 18 holes? And if it works for all 18 holes, well, why aren't you just playing that way? Yeah, if the swing is repeatable and if it's the way you swing, don't – I mean, it, it's difficult procedure to learn how to swing differently. It can be done, but – it's it's not necessary. Just learn how to accommodate what the way you swing. Accommodate the way your body moves. So for the average golfer, right? Mm-hmm. The weekend warrior, the those weekend golf guys listener, right? mm-hmm. if your swing is repeatable and you can strike the ball solidly and manage the club face, you, sir, can play golf you pretty can. well. You can indeed. You can indeed. So I, at that point, if you're going to change something, it damn well better be a good reason. <laughs> That's right. I do a, a second podcast with a, a friend of mine called uh, The Approach Shot. And on that uh, podcast last week, we uh, we interviewed Jeff Garcia, the uh, four-time Pro Bowl quarterback. He's an avid From golfer. 49ers, I think. Yes, played for the 49ers, played for the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles for a while, uh, Oakland Raiders for a while. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a great golfer, though. I'm all I think I wasn't on the podcast because I would have admitted to forgetting that. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. I'm on it. That would have been bad. That's why they have Google. Yeah. <laughs> you bad sound door. like you know what you're talking about. But yeah. it, it was it was great that we, um, you know, he, he, he says he's an avid golfer, but he's not very good. His own admission. But he took offense when I said, we're talking with Jeff Garcia, a not very good golfer. You know, <laughs> like, ah, I'm just quoting, man. I'm just quoting. But, you know, the average score is, what, 100? So if you learn a few basic things, like how to swing the way your body works so that you can more or less, more often than not, make center face contact, then you're going to play much better golf. A lot more fun, isn't it? And it's a lot more fun. I played in an, in an outing on, on Saturday at a chariot run here in um, Laconia, Indiana. Beautiful golf course. I love the golf course. It's the Caesars Casino course here in Indiana. And 
man, I was playing with uh, three other guys who had never been at the course before. So I was basically being the, uh, the scout, telling them where to go, how everything worked, because I played there often. But I knew it was going to be a great day because we started on the 11th hole, which is a par five of the group. I was the only one that parted. And you know me. My, I'm playing with guys. Only one of those three guys did I know. I didn't know him well, and I had never played golf with any of them. So, you know, wow. I get well, a little. That's a big speed yet again. Yet again. The, uh, the, the drive was oh, in the right. middle of the fairway. The three wood was in the middle of the fairway, about 50 yards off the green. The chip was about 12 feet from the pin. Two putted, walked off with a par. Other, others walking off with doubles and triples. So that's, that's the beautiful thing, man. So now anytime I do something bad, it's an error because I've proven I can play the game. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you know, if your first hole. To, you can't play the game first and then you got lucky on the 18th. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, the. Yeah, we'd sure hate to have that become the truth. The center face club. And, and it's, I, I got to say, there are two things. I used to be the guy who was like, and I've never had a lesson. You know, and, and then Jeff one time looked at me and said, "Yeah, it shows." You know? <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure that's something you really want to be proud of. But having taken a lesson, and I and we all know people who are proud that they've never taken a lesson. They have gotten to where they are on their own. They've read the books. They've read the magazines. They've watched TV. They've emulated the people they see on TV, and they think they're doing great things. Which means they have taken instruction. Yeah. They just didn't do it from someone who is instructing them personally. And they didn't pay for it. They have taken instruction. <laughs> yes, they, they have. They bought the books. They bought the videos. That's they clicked true. the button or 10. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I haven't taken any instruction because I'm proud of that. So we have talked about ways to keep your grooves clean to keep the ball clean. And one thing, man, is my brother-in-law and I who play golf together a lot. Our favorite courses are the ones that have those little things on the, on the rear bumper of the cart where you can wash your ball and clean your club. That little box with the water. <laughs> Love uh, yeah, those. Right. We will, we will go to one of those clubs anytime, any, anytime. But, um, we do have to extol the virtues of Jeff Smith and his ilk because my handicap is now a 9.7. I, Look at you. How about that, huh? Look at you. Single digit handicap. Uh oh. Yeah, buddy. Jump. I don't know. That's two digits you just rattled off there. <laughs> 9.7. That sounds like two digits to me. Yeah, but it's got that point in there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, that's different than a three digit. 31.8. <laughs> so all I'm saying is clean your clubs. Right. Clean your clubs and take a lesson or 12. We'll be right back. Don't you move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the big hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. 
All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text SPARK to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text SPARK to 321321. That's S-P-A-R-K to 321321. All right, so if you don't have that little guy to clean your clubs when, when, you, uh, when you get off the course before they go into your, into your bag for 10 bucks, how often should you seriously just take the clubs, put them in a vat of warm, soapy water, and just let them soak? Should you do it after every round? Yeah, if you really want grooves to be groovy. Okay. Is sharpening your grooves legal? You know, I see people doing that. And the answer is yes, but it's the depth and the width that they always talk about. It's not how sharp the edges are. Okay. So the question is immeasurable here, right? To get those groove cleaners that you can buy, right? The yeah. metal thing. Yeah. little sharp edge, some carbon steel thing, and you go grind it into your face, you know, mm-hmm. and wind up scratching your hand and getting a little scuff mark all over the face because you kept it, couldn't keep it in the lines. Yeah. But you don't know how much you're taking out. Yeah, exactly. If you're actually scraping metal out or not, if you're actually shaving an edge so that the groove is now no longer the right width or the right depth or the right shape. But they don't make it illegal to do it. It's just a matter of what it becomes at the end, I think. Specific things, they give you dis- distinctive rules about what the grooves are allowed to be. Okay. I was going to say, so, and, and also- the no way to measure it. The, the the physics of the design also the the grooves are set to a it's, that's not arbitrary I mean it, there's a no, specific depth and, and size of grooves on every and every club head designed to that's do a specific right. job so you start messing with that and you may not have the club you bought anymore exactly they do not guess they actually hire engineer types yeah and they know what they're doing you know they pay them and they they go ooh get this right boys and then they do and next thing you know you know the the schmo with the the, the groove thing. Um, goes out there and alters that, and now all of a sudden the performance is different, and we have no idea whether it's conforming to the rules of golf or not. So, yeah. interestingly enough, that you're allowed to buy one and allowed to use one, but no way to measure its effect. Hmm. So it's really difficult to stand here and go, "Hey, go get yourself a groove cleaner and do it," because <laughs> you know we really don't know what's yeah. going to happen there, do we? So just keep them clean. Don't worry about sharpening them. And if they get really dull, oh, what the heck? Go buy new clubs. It's only a thousand bucks. That's it. Just go buy some is where you need to go to check us out every uh, every week. We are here. And if you miss it on the radio, you can catch it online. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Great place to go. Uh, just hook up with us, uh, follow along with us. And uh, you want to join our private group? It's the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you there. Look forward to seeing you out in the course, too. Brain Trust putting together a trip sometime, probably early fall. We're going to Tobacco Road. Oh, yes, we are, baby. You want to join Tobacco us for that? Road. Awesome. Until next week, man. Sharpen your grooves, clean your balls, clean your clubs, and go out and play some golf. <laughs>